Welcome back to At The Table. I apologize. It's been a crazy, crazy, crazy time. Um, I do my best to be back every Sunday. So today's scripture comes from Luke chapter 8, verses 26 to 39. As soon as they stepped ashore on the eastern side of the lake in the land of Gerasene, the disciples were confronted by a demon-possessed madman from a nearby town. Many times he had been put under guard and bound with chains, but the many demons inside him had repeatedly thrown him into convulsions, breaking his shackles and driving him out of the town into the countryside. He has been demonized for a long time and was living naked in a cemetery among the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and screamed out, What are you doing here? You are Jesus, the Son of the Most High God. Jesus commanded the demons to come out of him, and they shouted, We beg you, don't torture us. Jesus asked the man, What is your name? Mob, the demons answered. We are a mob. For there are many of us here in this man. We beg you, don't banish us into the abyss. On the hillside nearby, there was a large herd of pigs, and the demons pleaded with Jesus. Let us enter into the pigs. So Jesus ordered all of the mob of the demons to come out of the man and enter the pigs. The crazed herd of swine stamped over the cliff and into the lake, and all of them drowned. And when the herders tending those pigs saw what had happened, they ran off in fear and reported to the nearby town and throughout the countryside. Then the people of the region came out to see for themselves what had happened. And when they came to where Jesus was, they discovered the notorious madman totally set free. He was clothed, speaking intelligently, and sitting at the feet of Jesus. They were shocked. Then eyewitness to the miracle reported all that they had seen and how Jesus completely delivered this demonized man from his torment. And after hearing about such amazing power, the townspeople became frightened. Soon all the people of the region of Gerasenes and the surrounding country pleaded with Jesus to leave them, for they were gripped with fear. So Jesus got into the boat, intending to return to Galilee. But the man who had been set free begged Jesus over and over not to leave, saying, Let me be with you. Jesus sent him away with these instructions. Return to your home and your family, and tell them all the wonderful things that God has done for you. So the man went back and preached to everyone who would listen about the amazing miracle Jesus had worked in his life. This is not one of my favorite scriptures. I'm just going to start off by saying that. Um, it's kind of, kind of crazy if you think about it. You know, Jesus sitting on the hillside and noticing the pigs and those demons. In some scriptures, instead of mob, it's legion, because there's so many of them. 
but um, several years ago, I was attending a youth camp, and I was there as a counselor, and I think I'd been an elder for very long, and it was campfire time, <laughs> and there was a youth that had some mental health issues and the camp pastor and a couple of the other staff decided they were going to do an exorcism this is not common practice in the community of Christ let me just start out by saying that um, this is not something that we regularly partake in, especially as ministers. This girl was in a cabin near mine, and I'd gotten to know her through some of the classes that I was teaching. And the camp pastor and the other staff member asked me to come up and help support her. So I did. And as the gentlemen were praying they had me touch her back and while I was touching her back I felt something move in her back and as they continued to pray and ask for the demons to come out they did this in front of all these other middle schoolers I just couldn't believe that that's what I'd partaken in and that I'd helped assist in this because I knew the girl had some mental health issues and I knew that she was off her meds. But I can't deny what I felt. So a couple weeks later, I met with the president of the Community of Christ and was talking with him and asked him, you know, what what do we as ministers think about this? And he wanted more detail. He asked me to write it up and give it to him, so I did. Well, one of the ministers that was involved got a hold of what I had written, changed my words, and said that I had demanded that he no longer be in the priesthood. And I was taken into mediation for ministers in the community of Christ. When all I had done was ask a simple question of the President Prophet of the Community of Christ was what is our take on exorcisms? And I happened to be at Graceland University in Lamoni at the time and he asked me, referred me to a Herald magazine, which is our church's magazine. And I looked at it and read it and that's when I realized that that's not something that we partake in. But the fact that this gentleman, this 
camp minister who wanted to do this exorcism changed my words. And I wasn't, when I first found out that my words were changed in the report, I wasn't sure who did it. But I knew, I knew for a fact I hadn't asked that anyone's priesthood membership be taken away. I was asking a simple question. And it turned into this big fiasco. And about a month after mediation came about. Because during mediation, I'm like, I, I don't understand why I'm here. That's when I found out. And I had never asked for that. And they didn't believe me. Because they're like, we, we see it right here. And I'm like, that is not my copy. And of course, this was before PDFs. <laughs> and anyway, like I said, about a month later, I was meeting with one of the ministers. And he said to me, you know, as elders, we all had to get our name drug through the mud at least once. If not more. That hurt me and hurt my faith very much. And it took away for me this scripture this it took away my faith for a very long time and I didn't I didn't partake in church I didn't do a lot of things after that I quit my job because of that I had no support Because these guys had been in the priesthood longer when they were men. And to this day, I'm still very cautious around my ministry. And just because we're in the priesthood doesn't mean we don't have those moments where we don't believe. Where we lose our faith. Like in the last two months my faith has been up and down and up and down and I'm going to be totally honest with that I I was going through the motions and trying to keep going And I just, there's times when I, I wonder, I wonder what's at the end before my mom died. I was sitting with her and she looked at me and she goes, Sherry, what happens if there's nothing? If I die and there's no heaven? Again, that sh that shook my world. Because there I was, helping my mom transition. 
And she lost her faith at that moment. You know, and half hour, hour later, you know, she was back believing that she was going to heaven. She was going to see my dad again. And I just finished watching the latest episode of the Orville. And not to give any spoilers away, but there's a group of people that never die. And the question was posed, would you want to live forever? I don't know that I'd want to do that. And even though we don't know, we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know how we're going to die. Usually we don't. And we don't know if, when, Jesus is going to return. I remember in the year 1999, everyone was like, oh yeah, 2000, that's when Jesus is going to return. And we have, you know, the stories in Revelation. People are saying that all the things that are happening in the world are just steps to this. There's been steps for a long time. And all I can do as the disciple is to continue to read scripture, to continue to pray, and to keep moving forward, demon or not. And ignoring the negatives, which I know are hard. I get asked why I'm still a member of the community of Christ. Because that's not the only issue that came up during my full-time ministry with the church. There's been others. People keep asking me why I go back. Why I stay in the community of Christ. And I, I believe, I believe the Book of Mormon says. I just believe it's another testament of stories of people encountering Jesus and his disciples. I've had those experiences reading the Book of Mormon just like I have when I read the Bible. Yeah, there's a lot of killing in there kind of like Star Wars. There's there's a lot of people that die in Star Wars. People could look at Star Wars and say it's really violent and not for little kids. I will say Book of Mormon's not for little kids. A lot of the stories aren't. And in my 52 years of life, I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to Continue this race until that day that I do die. So, there you have it. This week's edition of That's
table. I hope you enjoyed this. I know I don't have very many listeners. I know I'm not regular with this like I was. And I know I don't have any fancy music to go along with this because I actually do this on my tablet. I don't have any music there. And I've lost my special microphone. But just know that I pray for you guys and gals to listen and be positive. And I pray that you pray for your own faith. Pray that God gives you that faith that you need to rely on every day. Because that's what I do. Have a great week. And for you fathers out there, happy Father's Day. My dad died several years ago. So, it's a little different. For me, it's a regular day. But, catch you next time.